continuing on from our GTAM series on how programs respond to COVID-19, I'm excited today to be speaking with colleagues at World Vision International on growth monitoring programs, particularly their PD Hearth model, and how these initiatives have been conducted during the pandemic. I'm delighted to be speaking to Simon Pierre, World Vision staff for Vision Burundi, who has been overseeing the implementation of the growth monitoring program and the PD Hearth model in Burundi, and Diane Bay, Senior Nutrition Health Technical Advisor with the Technical Service Organization within World Vision, a team of technical advisors that help support both missions, technical work, and external focus. Maybe just as an introductory question, you could share a bit about the PD Hearth model and then also why growth monitoring programs are important and some of the challenges with them. Sure, yeah. Thank you for having us. GMP, it, a lot of times people think, oh, it's, it's just something that's always there. But we realize that it should be really one of the strongest health and nutrition services that are provided should be the platform of any basic health and nutrition service. Because if you do have ongoing regular GMP activity, then it can really help to prevent malnutrition. And it's the place where we can then refer children to appropriate services if they are malnourished. So in Burundi, for example, we've been referring the moderately wasted or underweight children to PD Hearth programs, and then we've been referring the severely wasted children to CMAM services. And PD Hearth is a food-based approach. It's an internationally recognized program where you are rehabilitating children who are underweight or who are moderately wasted. The program is very contextualized. You have to do a full situational analysis and positive even inquiry, which is a formative research step where you identify what are the major challenges that are contributing to malnutrition in the area. And then you try to identify the households that are extremely poor and yet they have healthy children. And these households are called positive deviants. And a lot of times, you know, you would think if children come from these very poor households, they will be malnourished. But many times, um, this is not true. In, in a lot of these villages, you will find four to five or even more households who are very poor, and yet they have healthy children. And so we go to these households and we identify what are they doing differently from the other households who have malnourished children and how are they addressing these major challenges that may be contributing to malnutrition in the area. And that's where we identify these local solutions and we design these local solutions into key messages. And during these PD Heart sessions, we share six key messages and we encourage behavior change in the caregivers with malnourished children. And at the same time, we teach them how to cook micronutrient-dense menu. Um, and the ingredients that are used for those menus are locally available, easily accessible, low in cost. And a lot of these ingredients are identified during these positive deviant inquiries in the households and then we also do a market survey to identify what foods are available in the market or 
in the kitchen gardens and just in the area that are low in cost and yet high in micronutrients. So in Burundi for this special project, they've been implementing both uh, GMP and also PD Hearth. Great. Thank you so much, Dan. I think that's a really good overview of, of the PD Health model as well as growth monitoring programs. I mean, do you have anything to add? Yeah. If uh, in Burundi, uh, based on a high level of stunting, we saw that the strategic solution to be able to fight against malnutrition is to increase uh, community interventions and to be able to fast track the malnutrition case suggested that we take a decision to work on uh, on the community with this GMP. Because with the GMP, we detect area the malnutrition case, and with the community health workers, there is a reference of uh, severe acute malnutrition at hospital or health center for CMAM services, while those other who have uh, moderate malnutrition are rehabilitated or at community level. Great, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say in around how you've overcome the challenges of growth monitoring programs in World Vision? Yeah, so there are common challenges with growth monitoring and promotion in many contexts. One of them is that they're very irregular. They happen maybe once every six months, once a year in a lot of contexts. The coverage is extremely low because caregivers have extremely long wait times because these GMP posts are usually, there's one GMP post per health center. um, And because of that, there's like... 100 to 500 caregivers waiting in line in scorching heat and it it takes just an extremely long time for them to have their child weighed and even after having their child weighed or their MUAC taken they're not even given the results a lot of times and they're not given any counseling messages because there's poor capacity around IYCF counseling during the GMP sessions. And another limitation that we've been seeing are poor functioning equipment and the analysis for it. That's another question. Are they really analyzing that data that they're collecting? Are they even referring back to the previous weight data for that child? And are they providing any counseling messages if they see that the child's weight is starting to grow falter? So a lot of caregivers, when we were interviewing them around GMP and why they're not taking their children to these GMP sessions, one of the common messages they were saying was that it's not very helpful. And so in World Vision, the solution that we have been recommending to a lot of our field offices is to try decentralized GMP. And what decentralized GMP is, is it's ongoing regular GMP, most times monthly, if not quarterly. And we highly encourage monthly GMP sessions, especially during a crisis scenario like a pandemic, droughts, or tsunamis, and to increase the number of GMP posts per village. So we don't want to just have one GMP post at the health center level. We want to decentralize it so that there's about 30 to 40 children or households assigned to a GMP post. 
And then, of course, this means that you will need to increase the number of trained personnel for GMP. And GMP isn't just about measuring the anthropometric measures of the children. This also includes providing proper IYCF counseling messages. But we're encouraging areas that do decentralized GMP to have an increased number of days and hours, depending on how many households, how many uh, children are assigned to each of these GMP posts. And so that caregivers can take their children to different days, depending on their work schedule, depending on their availability. And so if they do miss the first day, they can take them to the second or third day. So for decentralized GMP, we're asking them to target greater than or equal to 80% coverage of nutrition screening for children under five. And then having a strong monitoring system like a database or even an mHealth application. So this has been our guide for how to decentralize GMP. And we have a training manual that's available as well for decentralized GMP, especially in times of COVID-19. Great. Thanks so much, Anne. I think that that's some rich information that you shared there and really important to consider. Just moving on to, to the Burundi context, as you mentioned, Simon Pierre, do you want to perhaps share some reflections on how GMPs were decentralized in your context? Yeah. As Diane was saying, we've increased the number of uh, children who could attend the GMP session and in order to reduce the lines and uh, the time to wait and we decentralized this. It is why you saw Diane say that, uh, that we came for between 20 to 30 children per, per session and we, the GMP could be done, had been done in, during four sessions in two days. So just moving on to in light of COVID-19, could you share some reflections on how you adapted growth monitoring and promotion programs and services in light of this? Within COVID-19 spreading, we were obliged to implement what recommended by our government, especially social distanciation, hand washing, and hand sanitizer also cover with the mask. Of course, we respected these measures. With the social distanciation, this had been well implemented. And also, the project gave the hand washing kit to PDHAT sessions and GMP sessions. And also, there was a soap. Uh, for water, there was no problem because the caregivers brought the water. We've also been sensitizing the caregivers to bring children at separate hours. So yeah. kind of assigning them, right, to um, morning and afternoon sessions. Yes. And that's really interesting to know. And I think we'll talk later about some of the challenges you encountered. In it. But just moving on to what results have you been seeing since we decentralized GMP programs? in our country uh, under this project because we all those uh, GMP and PDHAT had been monitored using an application called mHealth. With uh, this application, 
This application we registered mother or or beneficiaries, and after that, after registration with a GMP or uh, growth monitoring and promotion done on a monthly basis, the, chi the, the, the children are wasted and uh, we register the anthropometric measures. As we monitored these using the smartphone and the, all names or children were registered in the smartphone, there was a category of severe acute malnutrition and also there was a category of moderate acute malnutrition and there was a category of underweight. And now with that, we, as we implemented this, and our community health workers could not detect this underweight category, but with the application, we, as we enter the weight of children and the smartphone, the application gave automatically nutrition status of children. And with that, as we saw, for example, the, we entered uh, the community health workers, entered uh, those data in the smartphone, they could see those who are in the red color, and those who are in the red color means severe acute malnutrition were referred to health center for CIMAM service, while those who have moderate malnutrition and underweight could have been rehabilitated through PDHAT. And this application showed the great impact, and I can be proud of that because our Minister of Health through the department in charge of nutrition decided to develop a strategy of growth and monitoring. And this strategy had been built, had been developed and uh, validated based on the uh, World Vision Burundi experience. Yeah, the phone application provides immediate feedback to the users who, in Burundi's case, it's mother leaders. So these are volunteers or community health workers. And so if you enter in the MUAC data or the underweight data, it gives you the color coding for underweight and the color coding for wasting as well. So on top of that, the phone application asks questions about the feeding practices for the child, and it takes note of the previous weights that were taken during the last GMP session, and then it identifies when the child is faltering. And so if a child is starting to growth falter, it provides the caregiver with very specific counseling messages for that child. So the phone application has been great in making sure that the quality of service that's provided by the newly trained mother leaders or the, the volunteers and the CHWs, since we did have to train more personnel, um, when we decentralized GMP, it made sure that the quality of service that's provided isn't going down because we have a lot of new people. The phone allows it actually the, the users, so the mother leaders and the CHWs were saying that it gives them confidence as they provide these counseling messages, as they give feedback and as they refer the children to the different services because they know that these are correct messages to give to the households or to the caregivers. Wow, that sounds like a really valuable tool. 
So just coming back to the results, I'm not sure if you want to shed some insights into the results that you saw since you've decentralized the program. So as a result of decentralizing GMP, we have seen a very big increase in coverage of nutrition screening. So initially when the project started and it wasn't decentralized, it was centralized, we were screening about 4,000 children per month for the whole program area. When we decentralized, this number increased to 40,000 children per month. So that's a 10 times increase in the number of children that are being screened. And of course, this would then increase the number of referrals to CMAM services and to PDRs. But we have seen declining numbers in even wasting levels and underweight levels. So as a result of uh, decentralized GMP, there's been a high reduction of wasting in children. It was above 10% last year, but the numbers have decreased to 4% and even less than 4% in some areas. And we were looking at the admission rates to OTPs and SDs, and those admission rates have also decreased even in times of COVID-19. Also, the participation and GMP remained high even during COVID-19 context. So we have been seeing still high numbers of, of GMP participation even in times of COVID-19. And as a result of decentralized GMP, we have also been seeing initially increased numbers of children into PDR sessions, but now we have been seeing more recently decrease in numbers of children participating in PDR. And we believe that it's because the numbers of underweight children are decreasing and relapse cases are also decreasing because they are seeing behavior changes in the caregivers through decentralized PDR. And so I believe these are huge um, improvements that the, the decentralized GMP has been making and decentralized PD Hearth as well. And the referral linkages to CMM services have, have improved um, tremendously too. And so the results that we are seeing in the reduction of CMM case load is not just because, you know, poor screening, which happens a lot of times during these crisis pandemics or droughts and so on, but actually we have seen increased screening and yet there's decreased caseloads. So we think that really there are reductions um, in wasting levels and in underweight levels. With the decentralization as the result, the, the caregivers or the mother are, are happy because they came and they don't, they don't lose their time. They come and they receive as quick as possible the service and they return to their activities, to their routine activities. This was the result of decentralization. And also, as Diane was saying, we saw that with decentralization, there is a progress, a good result or impact of children who were eligible to the CMAM service or to the PDHAT service. This GMP strategy had been developed based on what Vision Burundi experience. And uh, recently in December last year, this had been developed. And also I can say 
uh, as this strategy has been developed, the UNICEF and the Ministry of Health is asking what Vision Burundi to provide tools, monitoring tools. Of course, you know, they developed the strategy, but they now still wait for tools. And now we have been called to share the tools. Yeah, so I think in summary, what Simon Pierre is saying is um, Burundi's Ministry of Health didn't have a national GMP strategy before. But after World Vision's uh, experience in decentralizing GMP and with a lot of advocacy, the government developed a GMP strategy based on World Vision Burundi's experience. And also World Vision Burundi's experience and significant reduction in wasting and underweight levels due to decentralized GMP has now pushed the Ministry of Health to encourage other partners too to also conduct quarterly GMP sessions on a regular basis in their intervention areas. So we see um, these, two, um, these two points as significant um, improvements and, and results as um, due to the MCNE project being implemented. Thank you. It's very exciting to hear of positive gains being made in these challenging times. Just moving on to the next question, maybe you can share some reflections of the challenges that have been seen, particularly in light of COVID-19. With the COVID spread out, there was, of course, a limited budget under this project. We could not buy, for example, the masks, for all caregivers, or all mothers, all children who bring the, the children. But we did our best with the social distanciation, with the hand washing, and also, the, for example, if the children were receiving the anthropometric measures, uh, we recommended caregivers to wash their hands. Great, thank you so much. Just lastly, I was wondering if you could share what learnings you have for others who are considering how to adapt growth monitoring programs in light of COVID-19. Yeah, the first learning or, or uh, listen length I can share with others uh, is that we really want to fight against malnutrition. We need to implement regularly decentralized GMP. We will be uh, well because itself is the foundation to prevent malnutrition and improve the referral of malnourished children to appropriate services which will help us to fight against malnutrition. Yeah, I think especially in COVID-19 context, because a lot of countries are focusing only on MUAC, but I think if resources allow and the situation allows and you do invest into decentralized GMP, you won't be just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. What we were able to see through decentralized GMP for World Vision Burundi is the CMAM services were able to, the caseloads in the CMAM services did not increase. And we believe it's because of the strong prevention mechanism that we have in place through GMP and the decentralized programs have also been continuing to run. Of course, we have made adaptations to decentralized TV hearth as well for COVID-19. But because these services are continuing to run, we believe that the caseloads haven't increased significantly for CMM services. 
And so the key to overcoming malnutrition in times of COVID, we believe, is to continue to have high coverage of nutrition screening for children. Um, and of course, MUAC would be the first anthropometric measure to do. But if resources allow and you can conduct the, the, the trainings for weight measurements with a no-touch protocol, and you can decentralize it so that there are fewer number of children per GMP post, then we would highly encourage this to try and treat the children with malnutrition or to prevent uh, growth faltering before the children get to the point of severe wasting. Thank you so much, Sam. I think that's such a critical reflection around the need to focus on prevention and put our resources into to that. And I, it sounds like the, the World Vision model is really exciting because it has some proven results. And so it's great to hear um, some of the insights today. So thank you so much, both of you, for your important reflections and for making the time for this podcast. Thank you for listening to our GTAM-related podcast today. To find out additional podcasts on the topic of program adaptations in light of COVID-19, please visit ennonline.net forward slash media hub.